This is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader. All right, welcome back to OCFA's Pass Along Podcast. Uh, Before we get started, we wanted to... uh, just offer our thoughts and prayers to everybody involved in the Las Vegas shooting on Sunday. Uh, there were multiple uh, folks here from the OCFA, uh, both career and even reserve, uh, folks who were in attendance at the concert. Um, we're happy to say that they've all reported back safely to us, as well as our family that were with them, uh, for which we're um, extremely grateful. Uh, and we're also trying to help them um, get every portion of assistance or um, format of help that they need to help them move forward in a way that's um, best for them in, in regards to behavioral health. So our hearts and prayers continue to go out for our nation, uh, for the attendees, for the city of Las Vegas, and, uh, and specifically for our members who are there. So uh, just keep them in your thoughts and prayers. All right, coming up uh, in this episode, we have uh, Fire Captain Jim Day uh, when he sits down with our new interim fire chief and former deputy chief, uh, Patrick McIntosh, to discuss Chief McIntosh's plans in his new role and the go forward here at the OCFA. There's some things through the conversation that I've been having and the observations um, and things I've been looking over. There's a few things and not necessarily in this order, um, but first and foremost, I think, is the health and wellness of our people. We can't have an organization uh, without uh, people who are well cared for um, and they understand their value to the organization. We put a lot of effort, you've all put a lot of effort into our uh, cancer awareness and prevention initiative as well as our mental health initiative. And I want to make sure that those continue to move forward because I think they're critically important. All right, so that's coming up soon, but before we get to that, let's go over just a few news and noteworthy items. Uh, as you all know, we, uh, we just moved past the Canyon Fire, which started uh, last Monday around 1 p.m., burned more than 2,600 acres in the Anaheim, Corona, and Cleveland National Forest, and uh, it's pretty much 100% compa- contained at this point. A uh, great effort by everybody who was out there from our initial attack to uh, transition to uh, Anaheim to then transition to the Type 3 management team um, and then to the Type 1 management team. Uh, Our duty manpower coordinators, in addition to all the operations staff, did such a great job in filling in all the vacancies for our first two areas. And then our department uh, operations center got stood up. I know Chief Cruz was up there and uh, just helping everybody come together to staff our stations, equip our uh, relief apparatus and plug everybody into play. When at one point, I think we had over 25 engines out there on the fire and needed to backfill to continue to provide service for the folks um, in our communities. So everybody pitched in. I, I just I couldn't be um, couldn't be more proud of the agencies. Not to mention no injuries, uh, no fatalities, no structures destroyed. Uh, we 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 had such a great presence in the media, and uh, again, uh, just great job by everybody. Um, just super proud of of how this agency responded and continue to provide uh, continuity of services um, for the folks in our communities. So thanks again. Uh, This past weekend, uh, OCFA personnel, including members from our Pipe and Drum uh, Corps, as well as our Honor Guard folks traveled to Sacramento to provide um, their services at the California Firefighters Memorial Ceremony. That's always a tough one that we do annually to get through, um, but it's important uh, that we represent our agency and remember the fallen. 
speaking of the fallen, um, there were a lot of personnel who attended uh, the service for our retired battalion, Chief Mike McCoy, on uh, his service uh, just this Tuesday, October 3rd. Uh, I can remember as a fire explorer, um, I think I was barely, I don't know, maybe 16 and a half riding along at Fire Station 22 and Chief McCoy um, got assigned to a fire out in Corona. I barely had my driver's license and he looked at me with a big smile on his face. And he goes, hey kid, you wanna go to a fire? And uh, I said, sure. And, and then to my shock, he said, why don't you drive? Lights and sirens. Keep in mind, I barely have my driver's license. And um, he was just spent the entire time, in addition to doing a great job on the fire, to really mentoring and just educating to me to all the different parts that were going on. And I'll never forget that. And that's who Chief McCoy was. He was always calm under fire, um, helping other folks out, and uh, just an amazing man who um, served here for more than 40 years. And, um, you know, he passed away on, on Monday the 25th. And, uh, we're just, uh, while we're saddened by his passing, uh, we feel so honored and thankful for his service here in, in our agency, and uh, we are certainly going to miss him. So thanks uh, for all who were able to make it out to his gathering. Uh, we're certainly going to miss Chief McCoy. Speaking of uh, remembrance ceremonies, uh, we've got another one coming up uh, Tuesday, October 10th. That's our annual firefighter memorial at 10 a.m. Uh, in front of the Hall Administration in Santa Ana. And all the personnel you know, that, that are interested in going out there, uh, just coordinate with your respective battalion chiefs for coverage. Uh, overtime is not authorized if you're off duty, and, uh, but if you do come, um, please do your best to wear Class A just to uh, represent in a uniform fashion and uh, give it that extra level of um, professionalism and prestige that it, that it deserves. Uh, and it's just, an, you know, it's just our annual event to gather once a year and honor the fire service personnel who have uh, passed away during the previous year. And also um, always that neat portion where we reaffirm our oath of office together. So um, uh, don't miss that. That's gonna be October 10th at 10 a.m. in Santa Ana. Also coming up, uh, Best and Bravest uh, nomination forms uh, are coming out, so please make sure to submit those to the people who you believe have gone above and beyond and exceeded their expectations or your expectations um, in regards to their everyday regular service to the fire authority. So please uh, don't forget, an, uh, don't miss an opportunity to recognize them. Best and Bravest will be coming up um, soon. Last but not least, uh, 30 of our stations are going to be hosting our open house coming up here on Saturday, October 14th from 9 a.m. to 2 in the afternoon. Uh, information's online, so uh, to tell you which station and what have you, um, and uh, you can go there to look for information on um, how to proceed. Uh, just an opportunity, a neat opportunity, as is always in October in Fire Prevention Month, and to uh, celebrate what we do and the services that we provide to our communities and also educate and encourage and connect with our community. So it's just, a, it's just a great opportunity. A lot of fond memories of open houses through the years. Um, while they certainly are a, uh, it's gonna be a taxing event, uh, putting kids in and out of fire engines nonstop for uh, quite a few hours. Uh, it's just such a great form to give back to the community. Um, we are their fire department and this is their opportunity to rub shoulders with our staff members. And uh, I just get a kick out of that, uh, watching the kids and everybody learning and and experiencing that together. So uh, don't forget that, that's coming up October 14th, nine to two. Okay, without further ado, uh, here's Captain uh, Jim Day uh, interviewing our new interim fire chief, Patrick McIntosh. All right, welcome back everyone to uh, this episode of the podcast. I'm here today with uh, interim fire chief, Pat McIntosh. Glad to see you. Thank you so much for having me, day two. Day two, <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I know personally I'm super excited that you're back. 
um, known you a long time, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see what you're going to do over the next six months. Thank you. Um, so with that being said, I mean, it's, it's been seven, eight years since you were last here. Can you kind of just introduce yourself uh, to the folks that might not be familiar with you? Sure, and I think some information went out in uh, one of the notices to all the stations. Um, I have 36 years now in the fire service. I actually grew up in the San Gabriel Valley and started my fire service career with the city of San Gabriel in 1979, I hate to have to say. <laughs> um, came down to Orange County in 1982 and uh, like many of you, worked up through the ranks um, in the organization. And in 2010, um, I left as the deputy chief here and had the honor of becoming the fire chief in Huntington Beach, where I worked for almost six years, retiring uh, near the end of 2015. So the last 18 months or so has been uh, some family time, getting my youngest daughter out of high school, helping coach her last year of high school lacrosse, remodeling the house uh, for my wife, and then getting our daughter off to college. And so a little bit of travel in between and fishing and paddle boarding and mountain biking and golfing. Uh, so it's been uh, busy, but I'm honored to get to come back and work alongside all the members of the OCFA. Great organization that I've always been proud of. Good, that's, that's great. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm, we're super excited to, to have you back. Um, it's funny when we started thinking about how long you've actually been gone, um, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but seven, almost eight years now, and a lot has changed. Um, it's been like a roller coaster ride for us here. And uh, we've had the city of Santa Ana come over and we've had a lot of people retire. So we're talking at probably at least, you know, a good 50% of the department may not even know who you were. Maybe they've heard the name that know that right. you were at Huntington <laughs> Beach, but maybe they didn't realize that you've, that you've actually been here. So um, it's exciting to have you back. Yeah, and that's a, that's a challenge. I think the organization has a long, rich history and a strong foundation. Um, I'll be honest, it felt good uh, walking in the door. Um, it felt like I was coming home. Um, although homes go through change. And so I realized there's a lot of things that have changed, a lot of new members that I haven't had the chance to meet um, and work with. Hopefully I can meet and work with as many of them as possible during the time I'm here. And that those of you, uh, like yourself, Jim, that know me from over the years can share some uh, experience and help me in that regard as well. But I'm very excited to be part of the OCFA once again. So that that's a that's a good point. What what uh, what motivated you to come back to the OCFA? A short version is all of you. I gave 28 years of my career uh, here to the OCFA. It's an organization that I care deeply about, which really means I care deeply about uh, the people who are the OCFA. And this is a great organization. I had conversations with my wife and thought about it over the weekend um, before submitting a letter of interest in my resume uh, to potentially have an interview. And it was about stepping up at a time when I thought uh, maybe I could do good for the organization and the people in the cities we serve. Um, and came down to, I cared too much to stay seated. I think that's, that's fantastic. I from a personal standpoint, I, I remember sitting back at Station 21, probably 2007, 2008, um, at a chief's visitation. And I can't remember exactly what the question was, what I had, but one thing I always remember about you is 
you would go back after these chief's visitations and you'd research and it didn't matter if it was the fireman that was asking the question, the rookie fireman or whoever it was, you would send them a personal email back with, hey, I got your answer, your question answered, this is what we're doing. You know, maybe it wasn't the, the, the right answer or the, or the answer that the person wanted to hear, but um, that was always pretty impressive that you, you cared about everybody enough to, to, to give them a specific question, an answer to a specific question they had, so. Thank you. I think that everyone will have, um, We'll, we'll look forward to, to your style of communication for sure. Thank you. So uh, how long will you actually be here? The contract that the board of directors approved last Thursday night to appoint me, uh, it's a total of six months, um, five months, and then one month of transition uh, for the new fire chief once they go through that process and is selected. It's really driven in part by hours. I can only work a certain number of hours uh, in a year. So five to six months. Chief, what are your priorities uh, while you're the interim fire chief? Well, I think a few things. Again, as I really start my first full week, there's some things through the conversations that I've been having and the observations um, and things I've been looking over. There's a few things and not necessarily in this order. Um, but first and foremost, I think is the health and wellness of our people. Uh, we can't have an organization uh, without uh, people who are well cared for. Um, and they understand their value to the organization. We put a lot of effort, you've all put a lot of effort into our uh, cancer awareness and prevention initiative as well as our mental health initiative. And I wanna make sure that those continue to move forward because I think they're critically important. And then the second piece, and you kind of hit it on how I used to uh, do station visitations and that's communications and relationships. We have a lot of work to do. And as we move the organization forward, and when I say we, that means from the top to the bottom of the organization. As we move the organization forward through this transition period over the next several months, we need to communicate effectively. We need to make sure we're engaging the stakeholders in the various issues that affect them and strengthen our internal and external relationships and never lose sight of, of that. So. You know, my old mantra in the old days was to practice good organizational CPR, and that's communication, process, and relationships. And that's um, been something I've always leaned on, and so that's going to be one of the priorities for me over the next few months. We certainly have a, a large looming issue with our air operations, uh, the MOU, and the conflict we have right. with the Sheriff's Department. Uh, that's obviously a top priority. It's been going on now in building for quite a few years, and it's come to the point now of mediation, which will be occurring in front of a federal mediator in the not too distant future. So Ken Cruz, Chief Cruz is helping uh, lead that preparation and with our subject matter experts and our uh, legal counsel getting ready for that uh, mediation process, which will be um, a big piece in the pie, so to speak. I think, um, our member cities and their value and them recognizing the value that they receive from our organizational services is a priority. We all know that uh, our contracts with all of our cities will be expiring in a couple of years. And all of the cities by June 30th of 2018, so a very short time away, 10 months or so away, have to decide whether they're staying or leaving the OCFA. Right. So for all of you uh, providing the services, 
providing excellent services as we always do with the highest level of professionalism and being engaged in our communities will be a big part of our key as we work to ensure that every member city in the OCFA stays as a partner agency uh, here in our OCFA. So that's, uh, what, that's for Garden Grove uh, has requested a formal uh, proposal for fire and emergency services. Board of Directors last Thursday night approved that request and provided staff the direction to move forward on that project. So we've already assembled the infrastructure, so to speak, of the working group that's going to uh, work on that project. So we'll be doing that over the next uh, roughly 120 days or so. And then certainly our hiring and staffing. We have an academy uh, going right now that we started with 50. We're preparing to uh, do another academy after that to get some of our vacancies filled. And then at the same time, looking at our staffing policies and working with um, 3631 and our manpower coordinators and finding some of the solutions to reducing the holdovers and the staffing challenges that's having an impact on the organization, but then uh, the members and their families too. So I know that's a big issue. There are a lot of challenges. Uh, I'm committed to stepping into the middle of that. In fact, my first uh, meeting this morning uh, was specifically on that issue and our joint labor management working group and being in that meeting today. So we'll continue to push forward on that. We have a large number of domain objectives. I think last month came out to the entire organization that set the standard or set the pace for what we're going to work on over the next year. I want to make sure that once I'm fully familiar with that, we reassess it a little bit and make sure the priorities of what we can accomplish and need to accomplish are in the right order and the right effort is uh, going into moving the organization forward with those objectives. And then probably the eighth thing, at least as I sit day two, would be our operational enhancements. We've finished phase one, two, and three, as all of you know. We're into phase four. One of the pieces of that includes uh, upstaffing engine 13 to four people and some other things that we're going to be looking at. So that uh, piece fits into the whole picture as well. So as I sit on day two, those are the seven or eight things that I have in front of me and I have notes and I'm starting to formulate where some of our focus is going to be the next five to six months. And at the end of the day, for me, it's working with all of you to set the organization up for success, position the ship going straight um, with a hand on the helm, which I commit to all of you that I'll hold firmly, and to ensure that we're effective and efficient at making progress the next five to six months, and that our transition with the new fire chief is a smooth one that continues to move our organization forward. I have a lot of pride in the OCFA, um, and I call it a, a stake in the future of OCFA. Absolutely. From a history perspective, and I'm served by the OCFA where I live. A lot of my families and friends are served by the OCFA. Uh, many, many friends here. And so I have a, a personal and professional interest in this great organization and doing whatever I can the next several months to help uh, you all move forward and prepare for the next chapter in this organization's history. Very good, yeah, there's, there's definitely no shortage of, of work <laughs> for your six months, but uh, kind of a follow-up there, has the, has the board actually given you any specific goals that they asked you to accomplish or 
specifically? Um, no, you know what? Uh, they voted me in Thursday night. I was in the office uh, Friday uh, to begin to get some things you know, in the office. And then really today's the first day of full engagement. I'll be meeting with the uh, chair. I'll be meeting with the vice chair. I'll be meeting with some of the committee chairs and uh, city managers and beginning to get some of that. I think the things I just talked about are some of the themes that I had talked about with the board during my interview for the position. So I think I'm aligned with them, but we haven't sat down and said, this is objective one, two, and three. But I think the themes I talked about will be consistent with uh, where the board is hopefully looking for things to go. Okay. And I think Bridget um, kind of touched on this in her announcement uh, memo that she put out, but um, just maybe re remind everyone how long this, uh, the new search for, for the fire chief is expected to take. The search is going to be probably around that five to six month mark. So we think that the process by the time they pick an executive recruiting firm and get all the pieces in play and get through the entire process um, will be into February and hopefully the individual be in here latter part February or into March, which would be our transition month. So five to six months. Okay. So Chief, we, we went through this shuffle and an unshuffle of, of some of the folks up in, in, in executive management. Um, do we, and now that you're here, uh, we, everything seems to be in place. Is that, do you anticipate anything changing or is that gonna be in place through, through at least your, your term? Right now, everything is, is in place and staying at it as it is. In fact, Dave Anderson is now back full time. His position, we owe him a huge thank you uh, for stepping up to the plate as the acting fire chief for uh, the several weeks that, that right. he was in there. He was carrying double duty. Uh, he did a great job. Can't thank him enough for that. But for right now, yeah, we are in place and we'll see how we move forward. Okay, great. Uh, is there I had a few questions there for you, but is there anything else that you wanted to add in closing? I, I think two things. One, a thank you to everybody that I have ran into uh, in the last day and a half uh, that I've been here and the warm welcome. Uh, but I think a big thank you to the entire organization for their efforts on the Canyon Fire. Um, big incident, major incident, a lot of political boundaries. Um, everything that I saw and heard was exemplary about everything from initial attack to our local government uh, type three incident management team to the transition to uh, team six that came in. I was fortunate enough to attend the transition meeting this uh, past weekend on Saturday, came in for that. And the comments about beginning to end were all very positive. There's always lessons to be learned. Um, but from what I heard, the people I talked to, internal and external to the organization, it uh, reinforcement with me what I knew and that is we have great people in a great organization who did once again a great job on a major incident so hats off to everybody at every level across the organization who was involved in the Canyon Fire hats off to you all right great well that's all we have for uh, this episode of the podcast uh, thanks again chief I appreciate your time and it's good to have you back home thank you so much proud to be back Thank <laughs> you.
All right, thanks again, Captain Dave, for helping out with this, and of course, uh, Chief McIntosh for taking the time to sit down with us. Um, as uh, we, didn't, we didn't allow much dust to settle for you before we hit you up for your first podcast, so we appreciate you being a good sport and, and really sharing uh, your heart and vision uh, as we move forward as an agency. So we all look forward to working with you, and uh, be sure to uh, tune in for the rest of us on Wednesday, uh, where our podcast is going to take kind of a different route. Um, we're trying something new. Our EMS section has developed a podcast. It's about 50 minutes long, and it's, it's going to be a, a, a case review, an EMS case review with firefighter paramedics uh, Ryan Summers and uh, Christian Trombetta when uh, they went on a call for a uh, pregnancy, uh, I'm sorry, for a um, child delivery, and uh, the child uh, was in breach. So as you can know, those of you paramedics and EMTs out there, um, that'll get the hair on the back of your head. Uh, I, of course, I don't have hair, but uh, if I did, it would get the hair on the back of my head and neck uh, raised up. Um, that's truly a medical emergency. So really interesting stuff. Uh, make sure to turn in, tune in for that podcast. Better yet, take the post-test on Target Solutions and you earn yourself a one-hour CE. So uh, that's right, folks. A one-hour CE for listening to the podcast. Pretty good stuff. So a uh, shout-out to our multimedia specialist, uh, Kevin Hansen and nurse educator, Linda Raster for uh, putting that together. Uh, just, again, the podcast in and of itself is a great media to connect with people. Uh, these guys are taking it one step further to actually help you with your EMS CE hour. So uh, kudos to them. Thanks again for your time. Uh, sorry to go a little long on the intro. A lot of stuff going on in the fire authority. Appreciate you guys, listen, uh, you guys listening in. Watch out for each other and uh, we'll look to talk to you soon.